This episode is brought to you by Messer Workflow Automation. Messer is the only automation platform that enables Shopify and Shopify merchants to create workflows that automatically carry out repetitive tasks and allow merchants focus on their business. Conversion base or conversions are about the same for Google traffic and Amazon traffic when the campaign led to their own website. However, 95% of sales which happened occurred as a result of um, advertising being brought to Amazon. 60% of product purchases, anywhere between 50 or 60 in the UK, of product purchases begins on Amazon or product searches begin on Amazon. Amazon doesn't want or won't allow you to do retargeting because they want the conversion to take place on Amazon. So they're not going to allow you to do product page retargeting and use those audiences to drive traffic to your own website. So on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about Amazon DSP, which is the demand side platform for Amazon. It's, it's a media buying episode you don't want to miss. So do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or fourfold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear firsthand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm Kune, your host, and this is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. Now, the episode you're about to listen to is, a, is an interview I had with Kimberly Magad. She is a team leader at a, an advertising platform or advertising agency based out in Germany called Factor A. It's actually Factor Amazon. Um, they are 150 um, man strong um, agency. Yes, 150. And um, the only thing they do is just Amazon advertising in many shapes and forms. Now, what DSP is essentially is um, Amazon's solution for driving traffic to your website. But you know, traffic does not necessarily emanate from Amazon properties. It's in a display network and um, they use Amazon customer profiling to serve their Amazon customers, um, just display adverts off site with the ability to retarget based off an Amazon activity. Um, it's 
it's like kind of think about it like um, what AdWords offers and its display network, it's Amazon's, you know, um, alternative solution. So it's an interesting, you know, um, conversation. I had not ever had the conversation around Amazon, you know, media buying um, in the past. I've never had it on this podcast. And DSP gives interesting opportunity um, worth split testing and worth integrating into your media planning guides. and. Um, that's all I have to say besides just like enjoy this conversation. It is, it was completely new to me and I, I just learned a ton. Now, if you haven't already, um, you know, follow this podcast on your favorite podcasting app, um, whether it's Spotify, whether it's iTunes or, you know, whether it's Google podcast or, or wherever you, you, you get your podcast from. And also, um, you know, just follow the show up on, on, on our YouTube, subscribe to the, to the YouTube ch- ch- channel. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, be sure to, to like, um, you know, this, this, this episode where every episode you listen to on, um, your, on the, on, on your podcast, um, has a video equivalent. You'd actually see me face to camera talking. Um, every interview has us. And, um, sometimes in interviews we do share our screens and, um, that's what the YouTube channel is all about to, to make it, you know, a much more engaging, um, you know, um, platform. But besides that, I'd like to give a shout out to our, um, our, 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 our sponsors. Um, we have, um, we, 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 we have Clavio. We, we have, um, you know, famous, we have rewind and we have shit, Bob, um, just a, a big shout out to, to them for, for supporting the show. And, um, yeah, enjoy this episode. It's, as I said, if you know, you're, you're looking for alternative sources of top and mid funnel traffic. Amazon DSP is probably something to consider, something to test. So um, let me know. Let me know what you think about Amazon DSP. I would try and invite Kimberly over to our Facebook group um, so you can have, you know, direct conversa- conversations with her. Um, with, on, on that note, I will leave you and I shall catch you on the other side. Thank you for listening and um, enjoy the episode um, you're about to, to listen to. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Nun, and Choppies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. ShipBob is the global fulfillment leader for e-commerce brands like you. They've actually just launched their first UK fulfillment center, which is quite close to me here in London. This gives ShipBob's clients access to e-commerce markets in the US, Canada, and now Europe. ShipBob offers direct integration to merchants running on Shopify, Wix, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Amazon, eBay, and Walmart. This quote from their site, from Courtney Lee, the founder of Primal Coffee, really stood out for me. She said, I felt like I couldn't grow until I moved to ShipBob. And my CPA accountant even said to me, thank God you switched to ShipBob. I mean, who gets compliments from their accountant? 
Fulfillment is incredibly time intensive, so hand it over to the best of the best for fast and affordable shipping. To get $500 in free shipping credits today, head over to shipbob.com forward slash 2x. That is S-H-I-P-B-O-B.com forward slash 2x. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and this is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in the direct-to-consumer selling space. And if you work in marketing uh, in an e-commerce business or a founder, I'm going to pretty much help you sell more directly to your customers. And the way I do this is um, I would interview either an expert, a founder at a direct-to-consumer e-commerce brand or representative from a best-in-class e-commerce SaaS product to come in and just share their expertise. Um, we're focused Focused on helping you improve, you know, certain metrics, you know, such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately sales. Now, speaking of which, today um, we we just haven't spoken, you know, about this before, um, despite having, you know, brought a ton of people in the Amazon selling space, and despite spoken to a lot of performance marketing experts on this show. Now, um, on today's show, I have Kimberly Maggot. Now, she is the the team lead of programmatic advertising at um, A Factor. A Factor is based in Germany, I believe, and um, they pretty much are focused in DSP campaign strategies, which are which is a special program um, launched by Amazon um, for um, just driving traffic through top of funnel and mid funnel traffic through to websites. Now, there's a top of funnel opportunity essentially from Amazon. I, I, I didn't even realize that Amazon in itself works a bit like Google, um, Google AdSense, essentially, to, towards actually driving traffic through. They have a, a, an entire content network. They have ad inventory, essentially. And this is what Kimberly's um, you know, companies is essentially focused in. They're focused solely on Amazon, which is very interesting. And, and she's here to give us the D2C opportunity from um, you know Amazon advertising, um, probably not done you sufficient justice, but I'd like to welcome uh-huh. you to the show, Kimberly. Ah, thank you. Thanks for Fantastic. having me. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, could you take a minute or maybe two to to introduce yourself, um, a factor, and what you do? Yeah, sure. So, um, like you said, I'm the team lead for program- programmatic advertising. Um, it's actually Factor A, other way around. Um, oh, factor we, A, sorry. <laughs> no problem. Uh, we started as Factor A and uh, Factor B, so um, focusing on Amazon and eBay, but discovered that Amazon is where it is. So um, now we're just mm-hmm. uh, Factor A. Um, factor A has existed, um, and like you said, it's located in uh, Cologne, Germany. Um, it's existed for about five years now, and um, we were purchased by a very large agency network about two years ago, Dept. Mm-hmm. Um, they focus on Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, every type of different uh, digital digital marketing opportunity that you can imagine. But um, here at Factor A, we're about 120 strong um, people who just focus on Amazon. So in every um, respect. So like I like I said, I'm the team lead for um, for DSP for programmatic advertising. So um, the Amazon demand side platform and uh, Twitch. But um, our other departments, obviously, we have a very large Amazon advertising department um, with my colleagues focusing on search. Um, we cover everything. So consulting, retail topics, content. Um, we have native speakers for every global market on which Amazon is located. Um, so also like, yeah, Japan and um, the Middle East and U.S. and Canada, Mexico. I mean, wherever Amazon is, is where we are as well. 
Um, so we're, um, yeah, in Germany, but then global. And um, we also have our own software solution um, for search advertising as well. So we do every topic Amazon, but uh, yeah, like you said, my speciality is DSP. Okay. So prior to this interview, I asked a, a big question, which is like, what is Amazon DSP? I guess um, mm-hmm. a lot of people will be thinking, you know, what exactly is, is Amazon a DSP? Do you, do you mind um, you know, breaking it down a little bit? Yeah, sure. I think you had a good example. I think everybody at this point is very familiar with Google and what Google offers. So search advertising and display advertising. So AdSense. Um, Amazon offers um, search. Everybody's been using search on Amazon for like 10 years or so. Um, but DSP is fairly new, um, especially to the European markets. It's been around for about like three years as long as I've been doing it. And um, yeah, it basically stands for demand side platform. It's just one of many, of course, demand side platforms. Um, so Amazon DSP is the display option. It works on an ECPM level instead of a cost per click method and um, drives. It, it can be used for upper funnel and lower funnel activities on Amazon. So upper funnel using um, like in-market segmentation. So based off of Amazon categories, um, you also asked me, so what is that? What does that mean exactly? Um, well, in-market um, is basically, so we use the example of, of backpacks. Um, in-market segments could look anything like a, a sports enthusiast or a lifestyle sports enthusiast. It could look like um, sporting equipment. It could even look like backpack. So Amazon categories, um, if you've been on the Amazon site, you'll see like the best sellers. They can be a very large category um, like sports equipment, or it could be a very granular subcategory like backpacks, for example. And all of these categories on Amazon are built based off of customer behavior on Amazon. So customers who um, have been on um, different pages or within different categories within the last uh, 30 days or in the lifestyle case up to a year. So it's very um, customer purchase behavior oriented um, yeah, segmentation, maybe in comparison to Google, which is more about search or informational purposes. So these in-market segments on Amazon are really strong because they're first party data directly from the Amazon website. And um, you can't get data that's very like purchase oriented from other um, from other platforms. So, so this in market segment are they solely based on pages visited, or does um, Amazon enrich a profile and create segments? So, obviously, if I every spring and summer I, I buy camping equipment, um, would Amazon enrich that data and put me in a segment um, based on its first party data? To 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 so tag me as a camping enthusiast if if that makes sense or does it just yeah. base I it mean, on if, on the sections I visited on the website um, in the last say thirty days or ninety days? I mean there are lookalikes of course so um, like Prime members lookalike is a very popular one. Hmm. Um, there are many different um, lookalike segments which you could be in so customers who look like your customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said there, I mean, you're probably in every, if you use Amazon quite often, you're probably in every larger category there, there are categories like, um, home, for example. I mean, I'm probably in every single category about like that has to do with kitchen. Um, so if you ever bought a, a pot or a pan, then you could be in the home segment. You could be in the kitchen segment. Um, you're going to be in multiple, like larger upper funnel segments. I wouldn't necessarily be, um, probably in like the cutlery segment because I've never bought that on Amazon. Um, but you're going to probably be in one of the um, very larger segments on Amazon, mm. especially the so, lifestyle. So with um, with the impending death of third-party data, how do you think DSP is going to 
um, continue um, with, with the targeting um, moving forward? Very well. I mean, Amazon data is first party. So, um, I mean, you can integrate hashed data, email data, or pixel data into the DSP as well. But um, the yeah, 99% of the data that we use is first-party data. Okay. And um, the majority of Amazon users are, of course, prime users who are logged in to Amazon while they're searching. Hmm. Or, I mean, I never really log out. So, um, it's just, uh, you know, nobody really thinks to, like, log out if you're using Amazon all the time and just stay in. Same thing yeah. with Google. So, um, yeah, Amazon's going to fare very well with that. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, let, let's, let's talk about how the, the platform actually works. Is there like an auction system? Um, you, you, you said it's, um, CPM, not, um, C, CTR, um, not, not cost per click. It's, it's yeah. a CPM based, um, you know, platform. So, so in the, in its simplest form, um, how would you describe it working from a media buyer standpoint, um, in, in a DTC business? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it works the uh, same way as, as Google, obviously, because the, the ads, um, especially for D2C are going to be shown offsite. So they're going to be shown all over the internet. Um, so we are obviously in, in many cases, um, trying to get the same placements that, that Google wants on, on many websites. So it's, um, yeah, like you said, an auction, um, like we're all familiar with, with, uh, from Google and, um, in many cases also competing against Google for, um, the website placements. It's a very familiar system. Everybody knows it. They think Amazon, it must be different. It must be new. Um, but if you're, especially in D2C, if you're driving traffic to your own, um, website, then, um, the majority of your ads are not going to be shown on Amazon. They're going to be shown offsite. Mm. And so it's just a typical, um, yeah, auction based, um, sale. Interesting. So, so I guess given the fact that you, you have this enriched profiles, you know, of Amazon sellers who, you know, buy from Amazon quite frequently, um, the, the audience sizes will convert better than, than AdSense. Um, how, how does the, the platform actually compare to, to, to AdSense where, so just imagine you're, you're an e-commerce director listening mm-hmm. to, to this podcast now, and you want to really make a decision on, uh, a, where should a, I be spending know, my where, money? Where, where should I put it? You know, where should yeah. I focus my energies, time also, and, and monies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a very good question. I think um, especially that's uh, the topic from last year starting up to now. Um, I think a lot of the marketing directors think of Amazon as an advertising channel, a mm. lower funnel advertising channel. Um, and it's not. Amazon is very much breaking into marketing channel territory. Um, so, you know, where I, where I, should I be spending my, my, um, advertising or my marketing budget? It's definitely worth running an A-B test to find out because, um, you know, seeing where are the conversions, uh, or where are converting customers coming from? Are they coming from in-market first-party data from Amazon or are they coming from maybe third-party, you know, a mix of first-party, third-party, um, or second-party data from, from Google? So it's uh, definitely worth a test in order to find out where budget should be. Um, should be allocated. Interesting. I, I like the fact that you, you you left it to to the data to um to to, to yeah. To because make ultimately, I mean, you have to look at all the data. You have to see exactly. okay where the click through rates, where the conversions, um, measure everything, um, and find out. There is no you know that there is no exact. Uh, test for this. And of course we've run these tests. This is, um, this is not a new concept. We've run many of these tests. Um, and sometimes it is, you know, um, exactly what the DTC, um, uh, client, uh, wanted or expected that, you know, Google, um, driven campaigns led to the most led to, um, more conversions. Uh, however, most of the time, um, 
it's that's not the truth. Most of the time, um, Amazon DSP does a very good job um, in terms of click through rates, bringing customers to the site. And um, we mustn't forget while we're doing these campaigns, um, how many might actually convert on Amazon. Mm. afterwards mm. so that's a, a discussion that you also definitely and, have. And are they reports to to help you you know quantify amazon you know um sales absolutely um so there's uh yeah that's a we could do a whole podcast on that um yeah so to start with we we did an a b test because this is a question that comes up very very often um with a very popular um like a pan manufacturer so um uh, kitchenware manufacturer. And we ran um, 50% of the traffic to their brand store on their website and ran 50% of the traffic onto Amazon to see exactly where conversions were taking place. Um, they also, of course, wanted to um, measure Amazon traffic. So um, see you know, how valuable is the Amazon traffic in comparison to Google traffic. Um, what they found was um, you know, conversion base or conversions um, are about the same for Google traffic and Amazon traffic when um, the campaign led to their own website. However, 95% of sales which happened occurred as a result of um, advertising being brought to Amazon. Because mm -hmm. if you're already logged into the site, like I said, then it's just a click, you know, it's, if you have the one click activation um, or feature activated, then just one click and you've purchased it. Everybody trusts Amazon. So, um, you know, why would you um, look up your PayPal password or, you know, Shopify password in order to purchase it if um, you're already logged into Amazon? So um, it's definitely worth taking a look. And um, there is a very great tool that Amazon um, launched. They launched it about a year ago in the UK. Um, it's been like, it's still in beta form. So they're constantly changing it and making it um, better. And it's, it's been a work in progress, but it is now possible to measure how many um, sales occur on Amazon as the result of campaigns, which do not land on Amazon. And this is called the Amazon attribution beta. Okay. So um, basically the way you set it up is you would say I'm running um, Google campaigns or Facebook campaigns, Insta, so social um, or search campaigns from um, not from Amazon and I'm driving them to any website. They can be driven um, to Amazon or in DTC cases, most likely to their website. Mm -hmm. And then you can measure how many conversions occurred on the product detail pages. So for specific ASINs on Amazon. Um, so your ASINs on Amazon um, to see, am I actually driving sales on Amazon as the result of marketing budget, which is not allocated to Amazon campaigns? And that's mm. a really, really um, strong tool that um, marketing managers definitely should look into because that's, um, yeah, that's just the, the way it works. If you have an Amazon account, if you're a Prime member, you're going to be buying it on Amazon. And so you should be spending the money um, where the conversions are happening. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. 
We want to protect Shopify and big commerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Have you noticed that no matter how amazing a product might be, you can always tell when it's being sold on Shopify? So many merchants use the same themes, layouts, and photography, making it easy to spot a Shopify store from a mile away. If you're going to build a fast-growing brand, then that should include using your website to continue that storytelling and give customers an experience that stands out. That's why Famous exists. Famous enables brands on Shopify to easily build beautiful landing pages and product pages that include custom video, animation, and more. All pages built on Famous are optimized for storytelling and selling on desktop and mobile. You can try it for free at famous.co forward slash 2x. That is famous.co forward slash 2x. Attention, e-commerce teams running Shopify. Mesa is the easy way to integrate any Shopify store with any e-commerce app or service. Mesa is the only automation platform designed exclusively for Shopify and Shopify merchants. By creating workflows that carry out repetitive tasks automatically, merchants can focus on their business and create new customer experiences at scale. Mesa has a no-code workflow builder for any action your customers take, such as a new order or product return. Leverage Mesa's built-in features to extend your connected apps. Set up email notifications, receive forms, schedule tasks, delay workflows, or even work with files to sync data with your back office systems. Developers love Mesa too, since they can lift the hood on any automation to customize them for total control. Even if you're unsure where to start, Mesa's library of workflow templates help you get set up quickly with popular tasks common to growing businesses. For free, over the next 14 days, either head over to getmesa.com, that is G-E-T-M-E-S-A dot com, or search for Mesa in the Shopify app store. Their team of automation experts will support you on your journey 24-7. 
So I could drive traffic from a Facebook ads campaign to my Amazon product page and with with the Amazon attribution beta um, platform or report, I would be able to directly attribute sales on my Amazon ASIN to the Facebook ads campaign without using a UTM. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, you could also, of course, and ultimately, um, that's what this tool is for, um, measure campaigns from Facebook that are going to your brand website. So that have yeah. nothing to do with Amazon. So this like the unintended consequence of marketing is, um, that, you know, sales are going to happen on Amazon, whether or not you're driving any traffic to the Amazon website. Mm. And that's something um, very, I think that a lot of D to C, um, so, yeah, so I drive, I drive traffic to my website mm-hmm. and then the visitors happen to come to, well, just visit my Amazon page. Mm-hmm. And then that particular campaign that drove traffic to my website can, um, would see the attribution to Amazon sales. So it's like mm-hmm. a one stone, two hits type thing due to this report. Exactly. So if they didn't purchase it from your, from your website yeah. and they purchased it from Amazon, you would be able to see that with the Amazon attribution yeah. beta. So, so that means that you should have visual cues on your website that, you know, also available on Amazon. And then that just registers, you know, um, just subliminally to, to them. So when they're on Amazon, they, they could search or they could just, if, if they prefer to, to, to just purchase from Amazon, they just jump on Amazon, um, just use a prime, I guess. Um, and then they, they purchase directly from the Amazon store. Or pricing. I mean, even if you don't have pricing. that, we have it, you know, selling on Amazon button on your website, mm-hmm. you know, 60% of product purchases, anywhere between 50 or 60 in the UK of product purchases begins on Amazon or product searches begin on Amazon. Scary. So if they, uh, <laughs> scary or good for Amazon, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's the truth. It's the way that it's happening, especially now, um, with COVID, um, a lot more are prime and uh, a lot more sales are happening on Amazon. So like I said, it's the customer experience, you know, exactly. Yeah what you're getting from uh, from Amazon, you know, the shipping, especially if it's prime or a fulfillment by Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. I can imagine that a lot of D2C clients, if they are on Amazon, um, are using FBA, the FBA model. Mm-hmm. Um, they know exactly what they're getting. They know, you know, the title, the bullet points, the um, all the content. It's, it's like Facebook. It's an integrated um, customer experience on Amazon. Every page looks the same. So um, customers, you know, they might look on your website for informational purposes if they were driven there from, you know, a video ad on YouTube or um, from a Facebook ad or a retargeting ad. They're being driven to your website. Um, they might see how much it costs and then compare it to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and find out, um, more info from Amazon, you know, if it's the exact same, um, cost as on Amazon and they don't have to pay for shipping or they don't have to wait a week to get the product, then, you know, why not buy it from Amazon? Mm-hmm. Right. I know as a prime member, I'm not going to have to pay any extra shipping or, um, for the educated, um, user, I don't want to have to give the website my email address because then they're going to, you know, maybe sell my data to somebody else. Um, or, you know, I'm going to get all those annoying emails that I don't want. So I'll just buy on Amazon instead. Um, there's, you know, it's, there's a lot of reasons why customers decide to use Amazon instead of uh, purchasing directly from the brand website. So, yeah. So some are um, subject to debate, which would be for another (laughs) podcast, given the fact that it's a D2C podcast, but we'll we'll keep it that way. Mm. Okay. So just to, to, to clarify um, you did say that um, DSP, Amazon DSP is a top and mid funnel. Can marketers retarget 
is there pixel data for retargeting on Amazon DSP? So pixel retargeting, yes. Um, so if you're going to use the um, Amazon DSP for D2C marketing, so driving traffic to your brand website, what we call link out campaign, so linking out from Amazon, there are some Amazon restrictions or regulations that you have to follow. So the in the case of a D2C campaign, um, it is going to be a mid-funnel campaign. Amazon mm-hmm. DSP obviously has a lot of lower funnel activity at the same time. You just don't have access to it as a D2C customer who's driving traffic to your own brand website for a very good reason. Of course, Amazon, um, doesn't want or won't allow you to do retargeting because they want the conversion to take place on Amazon. So they're not going to allow you to do product page retargeting and use those audiences to drive traffic to your own website. Um, however, in the mid funnel approach, so using a banner ad or an upper funnel approach using um, video ads, you can use the in market segments, like I mentioned. So customers who, um, within the last 30 days have shown, um, intent to purchase a specific product or a broader group of products, um, and use those segments and drive, um, those audiences to, to your own website outside of Amazon. Um, pixel um, retargeting, like you, or you said, is possible, of course. Um, there, you have to be careful of oversaturation. So obviously, if you're already running Google retargeting at the same time, then I wouldn't suggest using pixel retargeting from Amazon um, just because you're you know, doubling up, which isn't very necessary. Um, it is also possible to use um, hashed email audiences as well. But again, that's probably something that you're already going to be doing with Google. Um, so then there's no reason to you know do it twice. Right. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. So, um, what, what is the case of not selling on, on Amazon? What, what's your take? I know it may be a bit biased, um, given the fact that you're on Amazon, you know, factor is an Amazon, factor A, factor Amazon actually. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but, um, why, why can't D2C businesses not afford to, to be on Amazon from, from your perspective, what, what are the, the nuances to, to bear in mind? Big question. <laughs> I think there are a lot of misconceptions by, um, D2C, um, audiences about why they, they shouldn't, or a lot of concerns that they have about not selling on Amazon. Of course, number one, pricing and control and how much, um, control am I going to lose over, um, the pricing over my brand image? If I'm on Amazon, um, what are the kickbacks, you know, all the hidden fees, um, that you're going to have um, if you work with Amazon. And then ultimately, um, also, is Amazon going to try to compete with you and, and knock off your product? Um, those are all very fair um, concerns. Where, regarding pricing, if you're a seller, obviously you set the pricing. Um, and there's a lot of um, a lot of rules that Amazon also has to follow if you're a seller. So get really knowledgeable about um, the pricing. There shouldn't be any hidden fees. Um, if you have, you know, read through all the contracts and, and done your homework, then there won't be any hidden fees from Amazon. Um, there might be additional fees that come if you want um, certain features like um, A plus premium content, or you want all the premium like upgrades on your pages, but um, get really familiar with fees and then you won't be surprised later. With the brand um, brand content or branded content, I'm going to lose the, the look and feel of my 
um, of my products if I'm selling on Amazon. I think Amazon has done a really good job, and of course, biased again, of um, integrating as much as it can for those brand managers, right? So the product pages, even though they all look the same, you know, they have the bullet points, the um, the title, they have um, you know a certain number of images. The images need to look a certain way just to keep um, the customer experience fluid on Amazon. Um, they do also have brand stores where you can put videos and um, integrated um, material and try to replicate the feel of your website. And not everything is possible, that's true, but um, you do have a lot of control, especially if you're a seller and you have brand registry of your of your ASINs on Amazon, um, then you have ultimate control. Um, and I would say for, um, I won't even address the, the last part about Amazon copying your product um, because I think it's very an overinflated fear um, for some, if you're selling um, like a you know product, a water bottle that everybody sells on Amazon, um, then yeah, they everybody's trying to copy you, not just Amazon. Um, but there's a, we could do a whole podcast about that. But um, I, I think that's a very overinflated fear. So um, back to to come back to your question, can I afford not to be on Amazon? Of course, um, my biased answer would be no, <laughs> because uh, it is, like I said, 50 to 60% of, um, of uh, searches start on Amazon. So if they, and, and there's different types of searches, of course, I mean, there's branded searches where you're looking for a specific product. Um, like um, I there's some keywords like Kleenex, for example, it's a great example for that. It's a brand, but we all use it um, as just a regular generic keyword. No one's going to type in like tissues, you know? Um, there are branded keywords where the customer is very, very close to the product. They already know about it. They know exactly what they want. Um, and in which case you would run advertising, um, to try to, you know, take those customers from them or conquest those customers. And they're generic, um, generic keywords that they're putting in where they're just looking for a backpack. The question is if 50 to 60% of, um, people looking for a product are starting on Amazon, can you afford to lose those customers by not being present on the site? Because your competitors probably are on the site. And that's one thing that you really need to do. Do your research. Pharma is my competition on Amazon. What, um, what does their presence on Amazon look like? Are they running advertising on Amazon? That's all things that you can see very easily just by going on the site. Mm. Um, how does their, how do their product pages look on Amazon? You know, and if you're not getting enough traffic to your brand website, um, which I can imagine you're probably not. Um, or those conversions just aren't happening. You can put all the money you want to into Google advertising, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to sell on Amazon if you want sales because it's the sales platform. Right, right, right. It's the sales search engine of the world. Um, and I guess if you're still sitting on the fence or you don't want to, for whatever reason, you still have tools like DSP to, to kind of reach out to, to Amazon, you know, sellers. Um, so can you set up DSP from Amazon? So you, you've talked about this network of websites, you know, across mm -hmm. the world, you know, in the World Wide web, which Amazon has, you know, access to for its inventory. And, you know, that's how you, you generate in your, in, in your words, in your um, verbiage, Amazon mm -hmm. link outs. Mm -hmm. um, so can D2C businesses um, also utilize Amazon as a platform um, or as a, um, as, as a um, website, as a targeting website to, to, for, for DSP or is DSP only off Amazon? Mm. 
Yeah. So you're referring to the other side, the link inside. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, D2C cannot utilize it if you have a shopping cart anywhere on your website. So, um, basically the rule, rule of thumb is that if you, um, you know, offer a shopping cart or a shopping feature on your website, if you are selling a product, which is, um, also being sold on Amazon. So in the same product category. Um, so for example, a non-branded backpack, I don't sell it on Amazon, but there are other backpacks on Amazon. Then you cannot show your ad on Amazon. So, um, those who can show ads on Amazon, um, who are T2C are those who have services or products, which are just not featured anywhere on the site. So we're talking about cars, banks, um, insurance, um, movies or like, um, like movie theaters or something mm. like that, like the in- entertainment mm. industry or something like that. Um, mm. those are people who can actually use, um, or show ads on the Amazon website itself. Otherwise, of course, um, you know, the, the worst thing for Amazon would be seeing a really nice flashy animated banner ad for, you know, the new backpack, you click on it and it brings them to a different site. Amazon doesn't want to drive, um, customers outside of the Amazon atmosphere. They want you to stay on their site. So. It makes okay. sense from their perspective. Yeah. So a good rule of the thumb is to, to buy inventory within Amazon that, you know, links up to, you know, an ASIN that you want and control in Amazon mm-hmm. and then utilize DSP off site Amazon to retarget, you know, um, you know, people who are interested in your product and you take them through to your website. And there's also mm-hmm. the, just the brand recall advantage of a banner ad, um, given the fact that it's so visual. Yeah. I mean, 90% or 95% of what I do is B2B or B2C. Mm. Um, so obviously, um, using Amazon DSP and the first party in market segments or retargeting segments to drive, um, traffic to Amazon by showing ads outside of Amazon, because of course you have, Mm. um, search advertising, sponsored brand, sponsored display, a lot of ads already on Amazon. And if they're on the site, then the likelihood that they already generally know what they want is a little bit higher, Mm. um, where search advertising fails or has failed. Obviously that's changed a little bit with sponsored display and retargeting because now it's possible with sponsored to also show ads outside of Amazon. But with um, Amazon DSP, the the main strength of it was reaching customers outside of Amazon on any website that they happen to be on um, or even on Twitch and bring them back into the Amazon atmosphere. Okay. Because conversions are likely to be much higher there because they're Amazon, it's Amazon traffic essentially. Exactly. Especially with um, retargeting. I mean, they've been to the product page or um, for subscribe and save subscriptions. Um, They've been to the product page. They purchased the product before. We want them to do it again, or um, they viewed it and did not purchase. So we want that purchase to take place. So we're going to retarget them and bring them back to the the page. So it's just like a Facebook retargeting or Google retargeting, like, you know, but um, with Amazon. Just one final question. Are they exclusion? So could I, you know, target and then exclude, um, you know, buyers over the last seven days or 30 days? With D to C, no, because again, I would actually have to um, utilize a retargeting segment in order mm-hmm. to do that. And it's not allowed to, to combine in that way. What you can say is, for example, I only want like in the backpack, I want to reach, um, for example, um, sports enthusiasts, but maybe not runners because they don't wear a backpack. 
So you could say like, you know, sports enthusiasts, but not runners, but not tennis players or something like that. So you mm. can combine the in-market or lifestyle segments like, like you would like, um, but you can't exclude um, specific purchasers or use competitor targeting of any kind, unfortunately. Not even when you drive traffic back into Amazon. Oh, when you drive traffic back into Amazon, you can do whatever you, you want. Can. Okay. <laughs> All right, the, Kimberly, the it's, it's been are, huh. it's been hugely insightful, you know, this conversation. And, you know, um, if, if I found this insightful, I'm, I'm quite sure a good number of people listening up to now would have found this insightful. I didn't realize um, the opportunities in regards to DSP. It's, it's certainly worth a test, um, as you said, um, you know, side by side Google and um, with 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 its attribution, um, with the Amazon attribution beta, um, that's a game changer in itself. Um, yeah. So, so for people who have, um, who, who are listening up to now that want to, you know, follow your work and want to, you know, follow factor A, where's the, the best, um, you know, social media or where's the best place to, 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 to reach out to you guys? Um, LinkedIn, we're very, or I'm very active on LinkedIn, um, mm-hmm. or our website, um, factor dash a, um, dot co uk. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, it's been incredible. Um, thank you for, for coming on this show and, um, cheers. Thanks. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.